Genre. Welcome back to the Cornetto Minute, the daily podcast where we review and reanimate the Zomrom-Com Shaun of the Dead, one minute at a time. I'm Scott Corelli. I'm Nick Jimenez. And joining us again, Ali Coluccio. Welcome back. Hi, hi. <laughs> Today, we are taking a bite out of Minute 28, which begins with Sean leaving the shop and ends with Morrissey. <laughs> As all good things should. <laughs> I don't I I'm fine with them starting with Morrissey. I don't know if they all want them to end with Morrissey. <laughs> uh yeah, so Sean leaves the shop and um we got a little bit of a glimpse of him in the previous minute, but we didn't mention it. Uh but we get a we get a better look at him now. Uh, as Sean is leaving the shop, we can see Nelson in the background. Uh it looks like he's waking up into his zombified state. It's either that or he's he is wanting to ask for help, but like can't for some reason or something. I'm not sure. Um, but, uh, but he is. Yeah. Either, either way it's, it's not good. It's not looking good for Nelson, uh, but he's sorry. Guys. He's back there in any event. Sorry. Nelson uh, stands. So yeah, the conscious effort to do the slow shuffling zombies. I mean, I don't know that it was as much. A, was it a conscious effort? In so much as like, I mean, 28 Days Later sort of invented the fast paced zombies. Yeah, like I feel like 28 Days Later and the Resident Evil movie, which I feel like was probably around the same time, um, mm-hmm. had the like fast, violent, angry zombies. Uh, uh, it was There was definitely something in the water yeah. uh, at around this time because no this year, yeah, well, this year. <laughs> had we had 28 days later we had the dawn of the dead remake and we had shawn of the dead uh and the previous year we had i think i think in 2003 we had resident evil the first resident evil yeah um because i was mm-hmm. i i remember i was i i think i was technically still in high school when the first resident evil came out and i guess cabin fever depending on who you ask is like like an oh, outbreak yeah. sure oh, yeah, yeah sure yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess that was around this time too. Well, there's also the thing that is kind of my favorite trope in Romero zombie movies that no one else does where like Romero just doesn't explain the zombies like uh-huh. ever. They're just mm-hmm. now there are zombies. Yeah, there's like, no more room in hell. Yeah, there's no yeah. more room in hell. Like right. it's it's never there's no scientific. It's not like whereas I feel like particularly of the zombie movies at the time, like people are trying to figure out why there are zombies. Right. Mm-hmm. Where they're not really they're not really dead, but they might as well be, you right. know, like that kind of thing. But but I do one of the things that I do like about this movie and it's something that Romero does in Night of the Living Dead. Mm. Uh, Cuz you you're right. I mean it 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 basically sort of retcons itself in Dawn and Day of the Dead to essentially not so much say there is no explanation 
as it is like the explanation, like no one cares about the explanation because there's freaking zombies walking around and we have, we have other problems to be dealing with um, rather than worrying about where they came from. But, but in night of the living dead, you do have sort of a hint that there was like something crash landed somewhere. Like they sort of like talk about it in the background, Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. in this and in this movie, what they do is there's they they mention in passing. If you listen to like um, radios mm-hmm. and if you read some of the the newspaper clippings, there's something to do with crops. Like there's something going on with crops. Something crashed uh, in a rural part of England, um, and and like like so there's just like these little things of like this could be it, but also this could be yeah. it. And like also clue. maybe this other thing could be it, but I don't know which one it is. And, it, and ultimately it really doesn't matter, but I like that they're there yeah. to find um, where you can, you can pull those threads if you want. It's just, they're not going to get you anywhere other than just, you know, that could be a reason. But it kind of also goes back to like what you were saying about like the subsequent Romero films where it's just like, Sean is concerned with three things going to visit his mom, Mm-hmm. Getting back with Liz and getting his life in order slash going and getting a pint until this all blows over. And he has a very specific agenda. Right. And find out what these zombies are or why they're here is not part of that. Right. And doesn't it feel, I don't know, like thinking about it now, it, it feels honest to the individual's relationship with like world events in general. Mm-hmm. Like the idea of like we're probably I'm pro- we're probably not even gonna even know what kills us. It'll just be one of these eight things, <laughs> and we'll just be like we'll just be like in line for the store when it happens, <laughs> and 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 yeah. So like it feels honest that Sean is just kind of like I guess there was like a pestilence and there was also like a virus. I, I don't then people were going crazy. He would basically cobble it together from whatever was on the headline of the newspaper when he went to go pick it up at the shop. <laughs> right. Yeah. Totally. <laughs> There's no papers. I have no idea what's happening in the world. <laughs> what happened? Yeah, I, 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 but yeah, I really, I really like that. And we've talked about this in the past. We've sort of talked about how Shaun of the Dead is sort of the, uh, the, the like anti, uh, day after tomorrow, the anti Independence Day, where we're not focused on like the president. Or the <laughs> one hacker who has this the key to right exactly. Yeah. We're just dealing with like you know. I think we described it as like he's like the guy riding his bike in Armageddon. Like it's just like it's just some guy living his life uh, that you know. Unfortunately, this disaster has affected his life, but his focus is still on his life, not really right. on the disaster. Because like, how much effect can one can you have on that at that point? You know, mm-hmm. right. Exactly. So uh, speaking of the zombies, uh, you know, we talked about how, you know, they set up all of the zombies at the beginning of this, uh, this one and they have now shambled closer to, to Sean, but he's still not really noticing them. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Uh, it's such, it's such a good, I, I, I am really impressed with Simon Pegg's ability to, act oblivious oh yeah um it's really good and it's uh, and, and feels natural yeah it does it feels natural it feels like the you know like you're this is probably it's it's something he does it's all muscle memory that's driving him which yeah. is kind of hilarious when you think about that he's literally like all of the zombies like he's just right. being driven by muscle memory at this point he's like okay i go to the shop 
and like he's hungover and like he has no reason to think about anything else that's in the environment and so he's just like mm-hmm. I'm tired when he yawn I'm kind of gonna look down and the really yeah. the long sip of soda that he takes where I'm pretty sure his eyes are closed uh-huh. <laughs> just like, still walking uh, yeah I I uh, I I also like the detail of the continuous cell phone ringing in the background. Um, yeah, mm-hmm. like just someone's trying to call somebody and they are not answering. <laughs> it just it just like adds to because it's sort of just part of the like ambient sound. It's almost part of like the soundtrack of of the scene and. It just adds to the tension. I like, um, um, and I like that it's like a phone ringing and not a car alarm. I feel like it's almost always a yeah. car alarm in those kind of situations, which is just really jarring and obnoxious because it's so loud. But like, there's this yeah. like consistent song or this consistent noise, and like it gets louder as it gets past it, and then it fades back into the background. No, that's good. I, okay, so the the thing that I love about about Sean attempting to open the soda with his teeth, um, and then and then putting the cornetto in his teeth and 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 doing and and doing the so I, what I like about that is it sort of sets up Sean's philosophy, which is that he always chooses the bad idea first uh, <laughs> because it's easier or more convenient or whatever, and then he has to sort of reconfigure and and do the do it. The the right way um but i also like it as an element of like i've done things like that when i have picked up something for a friend because i don't want to put my friend's thing in my mouth you know because it's like you know because you're just like well i it's theirs like I, I wouldn't want them to put my thing in their mouth so you know maybe i don't know like i just i like the hesitation there and he's like well i can just hang it by this little tip and that's <laughs> That's fine. Um, that'll be fine. Uh, and also, I'm sure Sean and Ed cuddle occasionally because uh, sure. they seem like those well, kinds of friends. Yeah, I, I get. I just like how much damage Sean subjects himself to. Yeah. At every and any opportunity, it's always <laughs> his fault. Um, I I love the dead guy uh, by the, by the <laughs> red door. Um, it's just so nakedly sad. Yeah. <laughs> Sean like doesn't even notice. No, just a just a dead it's guy. Behind the hedgerow. Yeah, it's right before he takes the sip of soda. Um, I wanted to give him the benefit of the doubt and be like, "Oh, well, maybe he's drinking his soda as he passes." But no, no. he's just thinking about drinking the <laughs> <his> soda. Um, <laughs> I also love the indigestion when he drinks the big gulp of soda. Oh yeah, yeah, it's really good. Yeah. Um, and I love that the guy that he gave all the change to in the previous minute, one, it's really sad because he's got the the dog leash, but there's no dog on it. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah. that's that's super like, sad. It's that, uh, it's like that John Mulaney away. joke. Yeah. It's like, you want to hope it's a miracle, but it probably wasn't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh. Uh, so this is the guy that he gave all the change to um, the last time, uh, you know, yesterday morning. And now he tells him, like, he doesn't have any change. And he actually, like, justifies it. Be like, in fact, I didn't even have enough fucking change to give the guy at the shop for the things I just bought. <laughs> Which I just feel like he cares. Like, yeah, number one, even if he wasn't a zombie, like, you would care. Like, that would just make it <laughs> kind of worse. Like, I don't know. I just I spent I, all my money on my thing. Yeah. I spent all my money on my diet coke and my ice cream. Uh sorry, 
homeless guy. Uh, yeah, it's not great. Uh, and then, you know, important to note, uh, look whose car is parked out front, who should be gone for at this point. And uh, oh. yeah. another thing he doesn't notice, Pete's car is still there. Uh, huh. So that's, that's uh, yeah, it might be, that might come into play later, maybe. Um, mm. So, and then the other detail that I love, because it's just such a minor thing that they thought of to do. The groomsman is shambling his way down the street toward their apartment in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, the guy who is going to walk into their walk into their yeah, house later. Oh yeah, it's yeah, insane. yeah. The continuity in this is just so delightful. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I mean, it's, it always is, but yeah, right. <laughs> it's just yeah, the attention to detail is just insane. Um, that's that's nuts. The fact that like they actually brought that guy out to do that. <laughs> just to be like in the background, you know, so that you can notice it later uh, on subsequent viewings. It's just, ah, it's so rewarding. It's great. I love, uh, I love Sean's look around, like looking for Ed, like, where'd he go? I should be sitting on him right now. <laughs> yeah. Again, like he only notices when something is taken away. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> He's like, wait, uh, my, my friend should be here. Where, where is he at? You really get a sense of how oversized uh, Sean's work shirt is in this minute. Uh huh. Yeah. All untucked. It's it, it it it's billowy. It's a little billowy. Yeah. Yeah, because he's got it like tucked in a little bit in the front, and it's not tucked in anywhere else. I mean, it's that thing because even when he has it tucked in, he does that thing. You can tell he does that thing where he tucks it all the way in and then reaches his hands like all the way up his head and then lets it go. And it's and it's the thing that schlubby guys do to hide the fact that they're super schlubby. It's, uh, that's that's what we do. Uh, you know, what can you do? Yeah, it's, it's the only thing. I mean, what, what are you going to tuck it in all the way? Come on. Um, nobody wants to buy. What do you dress for your body type? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> you dress for your body type. You can do the little blouse over. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. I just don't wear pants. It makes it a lot easier, but oh, there you option, go. So. that'll do it. Dresses, man. Yeah. Nothing hides the belly better than a dress. We get the beginning of the, uh, the sort of TV, uh, montage and uh, uh, what I find interesting about this moment is that it's mm-hmm. actually scripted. Like I thought for sure this was something that they sort of just put together with stuff that they found. Uh, but no, this is, this is in the script exactly like this, uh, which I like that. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Um, they, they created all of these elements so that they would work really well together. And uh, ah, it's good. It's really good. So, but we only get the first two. Yeah. Um, but as we as we referenced uh, as we referenced way earlier and have referenced a couple of times, uh, the first reporter mentions uh, religious groups are calling it Judgment Day. <laughs> and as we've as we've talked about a lot, uh, you know, Sean. Sean doesn't like being judged. It's like sort of his, uh, <laughs> it's sort of his don't call me chicken. Like nobody calls me chicken moment. Like going back to our other show, <laughs> back to the future, uh, back to the future minute. Like, nobody judges sort of, me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. When, when people, when people judge Sean, he gets sort of uptight and weird about it. Uh, yeah. like he does not, he really doesn't like it at all. And uh, we've seen it time and time again in Act One of the movie, and and now, 
as we've referenced before, uh, now we are on Judgment Day, and uh, it's 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 uh, he's going to get judged a lot. Sean's worst day. nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's his worst nightmare. But the but the thing is, it's Judgment Day, and and he's going to be judged favorably uh, because <laughs> you know he's he's got it where it counts, as it as it turns, yeah, it out. turns out. It turns out that the values are a little different than he thought they were. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It works. His uh, his way of doing things works well in this uh, scenario, at least for him and Liz. <laughs> but anyway, um, all right. Well, I think that's all I have for uh, for minute twenty eight. You guys have anything else? No, I'm good. no, you guys are good. All right, we are on all the social media, of course, uh, Twitter, Facebook, oh. Instagram. All of that stuff Bumble. Um, at uh, <laughs> Bumble <laughs> uh, at uh, <laughs> the Cornetto Minute. So uh, go go follow us on all of those things, and and uh, we'll be back tomorrow. But in the meantime, let's have a nice cold pint and wait for all of this to blow over. Bye. 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 Bye.